Blog Talk Radio. With this in mind, since I myself have carefully investigated everything from the beginning, I too decided to write a, an orderly account for you. Most excellent Theophilus. So that you may know the certainty of the things you have been taught. And that is right. This is not a test. It's the... Real thing. It is the real thing. It's the ChristCast 2020. My name is Jason Dias alongside... Kiki Culpepper. And we are here at our super secret location, not uptown, just in town. In town. In New Braunfels, Texas, Republic there. And uh, I got to tell you, Kiki, I I was looking at my Bible on Sunday at church. I didn't bring it. And I was amazed at how little is left now that we're in the book of Luke. And uh, <laughs> if, you, if you want to read a gospel and you're in a hurry, this is not the book for you. This is the longest book in the Bible. And, uh, Besides Psalms. Yes. And so if you're looking for like a quick take on the gospel, we recommend the book of Mark. That's the Mark's shortest like one. the yes. quick notes of yes, it. Yes, sort of the cliff notes version of the gospel, according to John Mark. We found out last week. And uh, in the book of Luke, we're going to find out that Jesus can heal our relationships, spiritual issues, and... Physical ailments. He can do a lot of things. Do a lot of things. Just about anything. In fact, he can do anything. And so, yeah. speaking of physical ailments, we want to send a quick shout out and get well to our good buddy Joey Henderson, who personally he just had knee surgery on multiple yes. different things yes. so within this past few weeks. Uh, I've literally known him since I was taller than him, which is going back a ways. And uh, my favorite Joey story was they were at church one Sunday, and I asked Andrew Quinn. I said, "Who's the new? Who's the new tall redheaded kid?" and does he play basketball? And it was Joey. He had just grown so much, I didn't even recognize him. So now we do hope he gets better. Yeah, he was really excited because he goes to my Bible study group, and he texted us. He's like, hey, got out of bed within... I got out of bed today, and I've been bedridden for five days now. And like I always remind people, Joey, when I say I'm going to say a prayer for you, I actually say one. I do not use emoticons because I don't know how. (laughs) And um, I actually say our favorite, number 624. And so look it up. It's a great one to memorize. And if you go to a lot of churches, they close out their service with that. Hey, let's check it out, folks. Here we are in the third gospel. Man, moving through the gospels here. Matthew presented Jesus as the king of Israel. Then Mark presented him as the suffering servant. And Luke, who was a doctor, is going to pre- present him as a compassionate savior. And that is so true. We've had a lot of great doctors yeah. on the show. Dr. Donna Campbell, Senator. Ooh, yeah. Donna Campbell. That was a great show because I, I had two that. months to edit it. And it was perfect. <laughs> you were like, oh, this is going to be so, so nice. easy. Yeah, it's usually I have like an hour when I get home. And then, but I, I mean, no offense to my uh, good buddy, <laughs> um, Dr. Senator Campbell, but my favorite doctor that we've ever had on this show is somebody you will remember, Dr. Kendrick Kaler. Oh, from, yes. Yeah. I mean, here's somebody who goes through a terrible accident and loses the ability to walk. Didn't whine, didn't cry, went to medical school, medical school, and now travels all over the world training people in Southeast Asia on how to be surgeons. That's pretty, mm-hmm. pretty awesome. And, of course, I didn't realize we were stationed together at Ford Ward about 100 meters apart back in the day. I didn't find out that until we had him on the old show. And, again, Kiki has done old something show. I did not know you could do. She 
stifled a sneeze. It's the most amazing thing to watch. It's a skill <laughs> it I possess because of school. It is, a, it is a skill, and it's pretty cool to behold. She used to eat during the show, and you couldn't tell. Now she can sneeze on the show, and you can't tell. Hey, when we get back from the break, we're going to talk about this beautiful, were it not, uh, honorable mention, Book of Ruth. Book of Luke might be the most beautiful book ever written. And the way that it's presented, it is a beautiful, beautiful story about Jesus Christ. And we're going to talk about it, and we're going to do it all right after this. Hey, this is Kiki Culpepper, and you're listening to the ChristCast 2020. When a certain immoral woman from the city heard he was eating there, she brought a beautiful alabaster jar filled with expensive perfume, which is Luke 7:37. Yep, and we're going to talk about why that's so important. Let's talk about where we I are. That story. Yeah, it's a great story. Very likely, this book was written in Rome, 64 A.D., which we now know does not mean after death. It means Anno Domini, the um, year of I'm our gonna, Lord. Yes, the year of our Lord. Um, Luke is a pretty amazing guy, and so we're going to find out about the guy that wrote this book. So Luke did write the book, and but he also wrote the, the book of Acts, yep. which the apostle volume as a two-volume yep. series, yes. and he was a physician and a historian, so he knew a lot of background information. That's why it's so long, because he, <laughs> he's a historian. He has to throw little tidbits of facts a of throughout it, but he's the only non-Jewish writer in any book of the Bible. Bible. Everyone else has been Jewish before him or after him, but he wrote the book in Greek rather than Hebrew. Mm-hmm. Yep, he was a like I said, very he's learned smart, guy, very he's smart, a smart guy. Boy. Yes, and he accounts for a third of the New Testament between the Book of Luke and the Acts of the Apostles. Uh, just like the Apostle Paul, he accounts for almost a third of that. And after we do the four Gospels, we're going to do a special show where we're really going to get to know Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. We're going to have them here, right? Yes, here. that would be nice. They're sitting right here at our super secret location, um, and you're going to find out that Luke is is a great example of humility. We're going to talk about that. Hey, let's talk about the big idea. When they came to the place called the Skull, there they crucified him along with the criminals, one on his right and the other on his left. Jesus said, "Father, forgive them." for they do not know what they are doing, which is Luke 23, 33 through 34. That's the time where Jesus was literally being nailed to a piece of wood that was not his fault. And he was saying, forgive them. This is the big idea. Jesus offers compassion to everyone. And this summer I found out firsthand there are people, people that I know, people that I respect, that I've gone to church with for years, and they labor under this misconception that the Christian church is out to get their kids because their kids have a different lifestyle than we do. Hmm. And that is not true. I can tell you a religion that does that, but Christianity isn't it. Jesus offers compassion to everybody. And as we've noted here since we've been doing this show, over the course of time, it's almost like the Christians have become the bad guys. And that is a dangerous, dangerous place to be. There's so many different misconceptions about Christians because we're kind of learning about this in Bible today at my school. And we're watching a documentary about it. And I thought it was super interesting saying, 
people aren't respecting Christians because they're learning the wrong gospel to begin with. They're not learning the correct gospel of Jesus came to save us, that's it. He came to save you. It doesn't matter what you do from this point on. That's absolutely right. And of course the second big idea is... That Jesus is God's son. That's not questionable. That's the 100% truth. But he's also the divine son of God, but he's also human. He's also us. He came down as one of us. He wanted to feel what we feel, to know what we know. But behind all of it, he's still Jesus. He's still God. It's amazing what we remember. You were talking about the Bible class that you're in. I don't know why I remember this. I grew up Catholic, and we didn't have vacation Bible school or Sunday school. We had what was called CCD, Children's Catholic Doctrine, and it met on Saturday morning during the school year, which was the only morning you could watch cartoons, so it was quite a sacrifice to get up and go to CCD um, for 11 years on Saturday morning. And uh, I'll never forget my CCD teacher, Mrs. Urbanowski, who is long past, talking about how Jesus was like us that he got up and he ate breakfast and, you know, he did all the normal things that we do. And I, I don't know why. I've always remembered that for a long time. And, uh, and it's true. And, of course, what I love about the book of Luke, it is so intricate in its detail. It covers things that others don't. We are all familiar with that Charlie Brown special where Linus walks out and says, in that same country there were (laughs) shepherds abiding in the field. He tells that story. But what I like about it is if you take the time to read through the book of Luke, and I did, I admit it, I did not read all of Deuteronomy and Numbers word for word, but I read this book from beginning to end. And this much I can tell you, the better we know Jesus, the better we can follow him in the long run. Absolutely. And emulate him, which is supposed to be emulate the big him. idea. That's a big oh, vocab word, yes. Um, the Spirit of the Lord is on me because he has anointed me to preach good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners and recovery of sight for the blind. To release the press, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. Today, this scripture fulfilled your hearing, which is Luke 18 through 19. This is a significant moment. This is the beginning of the ministry of Jesus Christ. This occurs in his hometown of Nazareth. He closes their their version of the Bible and says, I'm him. I'm the Messiah. I'm that person. I'm that guy. And what did the religious leaders do? They ran him out of town. Mm. And this is, again, uh, we talk about emulating uh, Jesus. We know from doing this show that it's sometimes the people that say the most about Christianity that are attacked the most because of it. Doubted the most, absolutely. And I used that word this summer when we were uh, down the road at Garcia's with your mom. And I was a little embarrassed after I said it. I said, God has anointed us to do this show. And when I was going home, I said, well, that, that sounds kind of full of myself when I say that. But somebody did. We're here doing so it, right? The Holy Spirit gave us the power. We're doing it. Do we this. are doing the show, right? Okay, I'm not in purgatory or anything. Yes, we're doing the show for real. And so how do we apply this today? What we see in the book of Luke, that first thing about a certain immoral woman, that's a nice way for saying something that we don't say on the show because of the homeschoolers. Because they kind of took the worst example and put it upon all of us. Absolutely. 
what we see in Luke, he covers more of the miracles, more of the healing. I always wondered what it was like for Luke, who goes off and studies medicine, and then Jesus shows up and is He's just like, healing people. Boop. boop, boop, boop. He's like, why did I spend all that time studying? Although I don't really know how advanced medicine was in the first what century. What is medicine for the Roman Yes, exactly. I, I encourage you all to get a good Zondervan archaeological Bible, which is the one that I use, because it does go into some detail about what it's like to be a doctor in the first century. But the doctor are a lot of other things. A lot of other things, too. But when you saw the instruments that the doctors use, I'm not sure they really helped anybody. Um, but listen, this is what Jesus wants us to do. Do we reach out to the outcasts and those discarded by our society? Whenever I see, when I was younger and I would see a homeless person or a person asking for money, sometimes I would be cynical. Oh, they're just going to use that money to go buy beer or whatever like that. Yeah. And then a friend of mine said that was somebody's baby. And it really changed the way I look at those folks now. In fact, two years ago, I did what was called a beer ministry. I would hand out beers to the guys on the corner with a little Bible verse taped to it. So I thought that was kind of cool. And it's not easy, is it? There's always someone that's a little outside the mainstream, kind of an outcast. And I don't always do a good job reaching out to those people, but I'm sure you've seen examples of that. I've seen examples everywhere because you can see it just like going to a supermarket or like going to school, going to university, just kind of anywhere you go. Even in your church, you can see those people. That is absolutely right. But also in the book of Luke, it also says we do avoid God because we don't feel worthy of sins. But Jesus doesn't care about that. He died on the cross. His blood made us clean. Absolutely. Because also later in that documentary that we were watching, it was saying we were unfaithful and unrighteous people. But once Jesus died on the cross, we went to the line of righteous and faithful. But no matter how much we sin, we're not going to fall off of that line. We're never going to fall under that line. We're never going to be unfaithful, unrighteous ever again. Yeah. I mean, I know a lot of people, I, you know, in my own church, um, did we wish Hope a happy two-year anniversary? I meant to. But by the way, Pastor McCollum, congratulations to everybody over at Hope. You and your family yeah. had a big role in that. And I know this really cool Christian podcast that recorded the first sermon ever wow. at Hope Presbyterian. Christcast 2020, I think We it was are called. having our birthday party this Sunday. Happy birthday. So if y'all want to come friend. visit us. And tell them where y'all are? Uh, we're at Goodwin Fraser Elementary School at 10 o'clock, That's and we have a little party afterwards. That sounds cool. Um, but yes, I know, you know, in my own church, we have a, a group for women that have maybe had an abortion, or uh, we have all kinds of recovery groups for people. And it is one of the number one impediments that I see people don't get involved at church because they don't feel like they're good enough to go to church. Folks, I want to promise you something. When I go to church at Oakwood on Sunday, it is a (laughs) box of sinners, not a box of saints, and you can come as you are because like Kiki said, Jesus has stamped that thing, paid in full, you're covered. Jesus died for sinners, not for saviors. That's right, and there's a great line in that old 1977. I know it's kind of campy when you look at it now, but it's a miniseries that was on TV called Jesus of Nazareth, and it is a beautiful thing. You can see it on YouTube if you've never seen it. It it can be a little campy because of the technology in the 70s, um, but it is a beautiful version of the gospel. And then finally in Luke 18, 31, 32, Jesus took the twelve aside and told them, We are going up to Jerusalem, and everything that is written by the prophets about the Son of Man will be fulfilled. He will be handed over to the Gentiles. They will mock him, insult him, spit on him, flog him, and kill him. 
but on the third day he will rise again. And he did. Yeah. He did. Hey, this is the end of what are called the three synoptic gospels because they're in sync. They have a lot of things in common. And the next week... It's like week, the same story yes. told different ways. And the next week we're going to get to the gospel of John, which is decidedly different. And of course, this is, like I said, we're going from Bethlehem to Rapture, from Jerusalem and Bethlehem to the little island off uh, the mainland of Greece called Patmos, <laughs> where John is going to pen one of the most amazing books that has ever been written, which is the book of Revelation. And we're getting there. Yeah. Yes, we are getting there. My name is Jason Dyson alongside Kiki Culpepper and to God be the glory. There ain't no practice runs in life. This is-